0: Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only Edgar Avila. Another chapter in wrestling has been closed at Fastlane, but another one opens up. We're starting a whole new era, not just in the WWE storylines, but in wrestling in its entirety because we are living in the beginning of a new era in wrestling. And I'm getting very, very excited for it. Triple H said it perfectly at the press conference, which we will be going over that as well on this episode. But Triple H said, we didn't call it the Attitude Era until years later well years later i think people are going to be looking back at this time in wrestling and say holy shit that was crazy because of everything that's happening right now in wrestling from the cm punk rumors there's more referencing of cm punk returning to the wwe we're also going to be talking about that of course jade cargill made her first tv appearance at fast la Knight continues to be the fastest rising star in all of wrestling adam copeland jumping ships from the wwe to the AEW. the tuesday night wars seem to be heating up more and more and the wwe seems to be taking AEW more seriously now the storyline with cody rhodes he's a new tag team champion with jay uso but what does that mean we're going to be talking about that as well the merger with endeavor the deal that was closed i mean a lot of things have been changing ever since that deal was finalized and i'm just so pumped for all of these things and i'm excited that i get to experience all of these things and i get to share them with all of you what's going on everyone welcome back again to snug wrestling with me i am your host my name is edgar and do not forget to hit me up at snug wrestling on all my social media accounts i got news for you we're gonna go over fast lane we're gonna go over the press conference so much to go over here on this episode so let's not waste any more time let's get this thing started let's start off with the news like usual my favorite topic when it comes to the news is CM Punk we got more CM Punk referencing by Corey Graves Corey Graves is having way too much fun with this and I don't know if he's doing it to troll us but this is like the third time in a row that Corey Graves mentioned CM Punk after the Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura match last night at Fastlane made a comment and said writing on the edge of a lightning bolt which was something that CM Punk had posted on his instagram story a while back and then again Corey graves made another comment quoting cm punk by saying the greatest trick the devil ever played was making the world forget that he existed this was a quote that cm punk has used in the past but it doesn't end there because Corey graves made another cm punk reference by going on twitter and tweeting you guys should really see the usual suspects which is also something that cm punk has used in the past Corey Graves he is really trying to troll the fans with all of this and after hearing all of these comments by Corey Graves if CM Punk does not show up in WWE and if this is just Corey Graves trying to troll us then I'm coming after you Corey now this better happen CM Punk better show up in WWE Jade Cargill also made her first WWE TV appearance at the pay-per-view before Fast Lane we saw Jade Cargill show up surrounded by Papa Really getting the big star treatment and being welcomed by none other than Triple H. We didn't get to see Jade Cargill in the actual show, but we did get to see an appearance by Jade Cargill finally in the WWE and the press conference. Man, this press conference was so entertaining. Thanks to Jay Uso. Jay Uso never changed. A lot of people believe that Jay Uso was a little sippy sippy during this press conference. Popped a few bottles of champagne maybe in celebration because Jey Uso won Tag Team Gold once again with Cody Rhodes. Well, it's the first time that Jey Uso won Tag Team Gold with Cody, but it's not the first time Jey Uso has held Tag Team Gold. And Jey Uso was pure gold during this press conference and had everyone saying ye, ye, including Cody Rhodes and Triple H. As far as the questions go, Cody Rhodes was getting all of the questions, and as much as Cody tried to shift the conversation over to Jey Uso and their match, Cody was asked about Jade Cargill and the possibility of other people jumping ships from the other side. Cody Rhodes says that it's not his job to be the liaison, and that he's happy that Jade Cargill made the jump because it shows that Jade Cargill wants to improve at her craft and she wants to be the best. And Cody Rhodes 100% supports that and has a lot of respect for that. Also, at this press conference, Triple H mentioned that this Fastlane event at Indianapolis is the highest grossing event in that city which is also a city that hosted survivor series mania and summerslam and wwe keeps breaking its own records triple h also addressed edge jumping ships from wwe to AEW and said that it was due to time it was just a matter of time edge has been in wwe for over 30 years and triple h is happy that edge was able to make that jump triple h was also asked about carly so, and... The fact that his return was long overdue. The other interesting question was related to Jade Cargill. The people want to know when Jade Cargill is going to be on TV officially and have her first match. Is she going to Raw? Is she going to SmackDown? What the plans are for Jade Cargill? And Triple H simply does not know. They want to be sure that Jade Cargill is 100% ready and she's 100% prepared to be successful in whatever role she takes they're not rushing into this when it comes to jade cargill they want to take their time and triple h says that when it comes to this type of situations he's really really patient and that sounds really promising for jade cargill and for the doubters of jade cargill that think that she won't be able to cut it in the wwe i say just trust the process they know what they're doing over there especially when they have invested that much into someone good things don't come easy as they say but other than that there was no hard-hitting questions here for triple h these were really softball questions and i was kind of disappointed about that it kind of felt like the press conferences in aw where they don't really ask what people actually want to know which is what's going on with punk is there anything that we can know about punk is there anything that you can tell us and surprise surprisingly, no one asked about the NXT versus AEW war that's going to be taking place on Tuesday night. Or is it the possibility that before this press scrum, before the press conferences, the people are told, hey, do not ask about this, this, that, and the other. Only ask about certain things, which is unfortunate because if I was there, I would be asking all of the questions that the people actually want to know about. But other than that, the press conference was really interesting. And if you. you haven't seen it, definitely go back there and watch it. As far as the news goes, that is all I have for now. So let's get into the fun stuff. Let's get into WWE Fastlane in Indianapolis, Indiana, October 7th we had three title defenses in this pay-per-view ple and the first title defense was for the undisputed tag team championships cody and jay versus the judgment day the first thing i noticed was jay uso was wearing the all black air forces as soon as i saw that i said okay it's a wrap for the judgment day it's bad for the judgment day jay uso is ready for war but before that, we had to get the video package in there that explained this whole entire story. And I was getting kind of impatient because I just wanted to see the wrestling. And I'm watching this live, so I can't fast forward it, unfortunately. And then we get the entrances. You know, Jay Uso comes out. He does the hand thing where, you know, all the rappers do where you, you know, wave your hands up and down. I and mean, the whole arena is doing that with Jay Uso. And then Cody gets his entrance and they have to do the whoa, you know, and all that stuff. And... The bell time was exactly at 5.15, so it took 15 minutes to get started. The match finally starts, the Judgment Day. They start double-teaming on Jay Uso. They cut the ring in half. Cody Rhodes gets the hot tag, and the crowd explodes. And here comes the babyface and their comeback. Cody and Finn Balor, they have an exchange. Cody hits a big superplex on Finn Balor from the top rope. And then Jay and Damian Priest, they get tagged in. They have a back-and-forth. Then Dom and Rhea, they come out and Rhea tries to distract Jey Uso with her flirtatious smile and Jey Uso falls for it there for a second and gets distracted and also JD Madonna is out there now and the Judgment Day they're doing what they usually do which is playing the numbers game and poor JD Madonna he's got some splaining to do he's gonna be in some shit on Monday Night Raw because he accidentally hit Damian Priest with the briefcase and that's part of the reason why we have new tag team champions. Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso did win. They got the belts from the Judgment Day. At first, I was not too happy about this because I wanted to see Jay Uso get a singles run, a longer one, if you can even call it that. But Jay Uso is a tag team champion once again with Cody Rhodes. But then later on, I started thinking about it, and this could mean a lot of things. Now, Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes are going to be able to jump from Raw. To SmackDown, now that they're the undisputed tag team champions, they're both. Going to be in SmackDown with the Bloodline, and a lot of stuff can go down there. And maybe this is the beginning of Cody Rhodes finishing the actual story, the real story, the one that started it all versus Roman Reigns. Now they have an excuse to be on SmackDown. They being Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes. So that I am actually really excited about. We're going to be able to see Jay and Cody on SmackDown now. The Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. Versus Versus the LWO This is a six man tag match The Street Profits and Bobby Lashley Were wearing matching gear And they look like a badass Heel trios tag team Selena Vega comes out And she has her chancla And it's such a ridiculous gimmick In the past people would have other gimmicks That would come out with a a kendo stick Or a bat Or a tennis racket But Selena Vega has a chancla But I'm not gonna lie I kinda want some of them now The bell rings and the third man from the LWO does not come out and the match starts as a handicap. It's a three on two, but I did notice that Santos Escobar and Selena Vega were both wearing the LWO shirt, but with the Puerto Rican colors, which definitely confirmed for me that the rumors were true that it is Carlito that's gonna be coming out to assist eventually. But throughout this whole entire match, the Street Profits were in control because they had the numbers advantage. And I also noticed that Selena Vega took out Montez Ford, which I thought was a really interesting spot. Maybe I'm just thinking too much into this, but is it possible that after seeing that spot, we could get Bianca Belair to come back as a heel to join the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley and have a feud with Selena Vega? Like, hey, don't be putting your hands on my man. I'm Bianca Belair. I will fuck you up. And I don't know about you guys, but I would love. Love to see that. Rey Mysterio tries to go for a tag, but Santos Escobar is not there because he was taken out by Montez Ford. But then Carlito's music hits and gets the hot tag. Where was he this whole time? I don't know. Maybe his plane was late. Maybe his ride got there late. He wasn't ready for the match because it took forever for Carlito to come out. And he pretty much let Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar get their ass kicked, like the 10 minutes of the match. And now the odds are even. Carlito hits Montez Ford with a mean backstabber, and the LWO wins this six-man tag team match. For the WWE women's title, Eo Sky versus Asuka versus Charlotte in a triple threat match. Because this is a triple threat match and this is no disqualification, Asuka missed Charlotte Flair right from the jump. Charlotte Flair gets temporarily taken out of this match, and Io Sky versus Asuka have a one-on-one when Charlotte gets back in the match Charlotte cuts off Asuka and gets booed. Even the fans were enjoying this one on one match I think everyone is tired of seeing the women's title get defended in three way matches over and over again and the people love Io Sky. She's supposed to be the heel. Charlotte and Asuka are, they're the ones that are supposed to be the baby faces but Charlotte is getting booed and then Bailey comes out against the orders of the women's champion Io Sky. Bailey. He distracts the ref while Asuka is tapping out to the figure 8. Io Sky hits the moonsault and retains with help from the damage control. And we are in Indianapolis, Indiana the home of Pat McAfee and the Colts. So here comes Pat McAfee. He's in the building the hometown hero wearing one of the legacy belts. And Pat McAfee thinks that Indianapolis deserves a Wrestlemania. Good luck with that Pat. Everyone wants a Wrestlemania. Hell even John Cena wants a Wrestlemania out there in london and pat mcafee he's gonna join michael cole and that hating ass Corey graves at the commentary booth for this next match this next tag team match which is la knight and john cena versus jimmy and solo sokoa john cena he starts off the match and builds the hot tag for a long time because la knight did not get in the match in what seems like four. Ever. Corey Graves and Pat McAfee are hilarious in the booth. Corey Graves says that John Cena is going to have to check in a medical facility. And Pat says there's a lot of great hospitals in Indianapolis. And that is a level of I do not give a fuck by Pat McAfee. Because everyone knows that is a forbidden word in the WWE. You are not supposed to say hospitals on the show, pal. But Pat McAfee, he's Pat McAfee. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. Jimmy and Solo Sokoa get a shit shit ton of heat on john cena i mean a lot of heat and finally john cena is able to get the hot tag on la Knight. this is a red hot tag this was a boiling hot tag it was on fire this tag was and then the momentum shifts over to la Knight and john cena la and john cena they get the win la and cena are undefeated in their tag team record one and for the WWE Championship, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. This is the main event and this was a really, really long match cuz this is a last man standing no disqualification. Shinsuke Nakamura, he's going to work on Seth Rollins back early during this match. And as soon as the match start, the fans are already chanting we want tables already. God damn, we're just getting started. They're not even trying to like Lube it up or anything. They just want to go in raw. But we get no tables yet. But what we do get, we get a shit ton of chairs. We get steel steps. We get kendo sticks. We get trash cans. And oh wait, finally here comes the tables, and they get a big pop. The tables nowadays they get way bigger pops than some of the actual wrestlers. The fight goes into the crowd. Seth Rollins hits Shinsuke with the Falcon Arrow through some of the tables that were set up out there, and Seth. Rollins retains Shinsuke Nakamura was not able to do it here on his rematch on this second go so I don't think Shinsuke Nakamura is going to have another match I think this is over with we want Punk First, Seth Rollins next opponent the next pay-per-view is going to be Crown Jewel and then Survivor Series in Chicago I believe so hopefully we get to see CM Punk back soon but that was WWE's Lane. let me know what you guys think hit me up at snug wrestling thank you guys for listening and we will talk soon